I really want to encourage us, and I, this is something that's just on my heart, and I've been like, like praying for us and, and, and just believing that God's going to do this in our hearts. Is like, I want us to all see that our, and I've been saying it for weeks, the, the, the goal of Christianity, the goal of the cross was for us to know God and to know Jesus, right? Eternal life is to know him. We've established that as our foundation. So everything that we do, like I was up here just a wreck last week and I'm like, and Lord, like I'm never gonna be alone. I'm never gonna have to have a question and not have somebody to talk to. Like I'm never gonna have to just be in something and not know what to do because I have you. I will forever have you. You're never gonna leave me. You've joined yourself to me. You've promised you'll never leave. And I'm like, that right there, that understanding, that revelation is absolutely amazing. Because no matter what you're at, where you're at, what you're doing, what happens to you, the problems that you find yourself in, the good that you find yourself in, you'll never be alone ever again. That's what Jesus paid for, right? He paid to come on and take up residence inside our hearts and forever and always, we will always be his and we'll never be, never be separated, right? So it doesn't matter where we're headed, what's gonna happen, doesn't matter what problem we're gonna face, we're gonna have him and we're gonna have an answer. And I think that like, this is what I want us to see and this is what I want us to pursue is, I gotta get this thing away from me because I will just keep drinking it and I just feel like there's a pressure on me to drink it all. I was in, I told you I was in Norway and they have like glasses and I'd like this, I would drink it and the guy in the front row would just get up, fill it up. And I'm like, stop filling it up because it just makes me feel like it's not gone. I better drink it. I have a really bad habit in my life of like when I get up from the restaurant, Jared says it all the time. I get up at the table. We're all like, all right, guys, I'll just stand there. Whatever I have left, just pound it all. Set it down. He goes, you don't have to drink all that water before we leave. It's like, they're not charging you extra if you don't drink it. And I'm just like, I just, because like sometimes the waitress will be like, you guys need anything else? You'll top your water off right before you leave. And I'm like, dang it. And then I'll get up, drink it all. But like subconsciously, I do it all the time. I just can't help myself. Um, but this is what I want us to see is like, I don't know how you guys follow what I talk about sometimes. Like, like I hit like, I'm like all over the place. And I don't know why you guys sit around and listen to what I have to say. Um, but this is what I want us to see is just like everybody Every single person, every single person has the same opportunity and ability to know Jesus to whatever extent they want to, right? Hebrews chapter eight, verse 11-ish, but like all shall know me from the least to the greatest, right? It doesn't matter where you fall. If you think you're the, the least, well, welcome. You get to know him. If you think you're the greatest, awesome. You get to know him and you'll probably figure out you're the least, Right? So it's like, it doesn't matter where we fall in the spectrum of where we think we are in Christianity, the door has been flung wide open because of the blood of Jesus. And we all get to know God. You understand, like what we get to experience in worship is we get to stand here and be like, I know the God I'm singing about. I'm not just singing about a God I don't know. And if, here's the thing, if we are, if we feel like we don't know God to, to, to the extent that somebody else knows, or we think that we can't know God to the extent of somebody that somebody else knows God, then we're being robbed and we're being deceived and sold short. Right? The, one of the biggest lies of the enemy is, is telling you that like something is not available to you when Jesus Himself has given you all things pertaining to life and godliness, in the knowledge of Him, in the understanding of Him, and knowing about Him and knowing who you are in Him. Everything is yours. So like the, the door has been flung. This is literally what changed my life is intimacy with Jesus, is knowing that I can just go and shut my door and get understanding and revelation and knowledge. That's what changed my life, literally. 
Because you can learn and read all, like, like Lauren said, you can read all the books and all this stuff, but until you go, okay, all these books are telling me about a person. And if you don't go and shut the door and be by yourself and say, Father, I really, really, really want to know you, then you'll never get to the revelation that he really wants to give you. Look at this in Luke chapter 9. I'm going to show you. <clears throat> Verse 18. I've read this before and I've talked about this before, but I just really want us to see this. And it happened in verse 18 of, of Luke chapter 9. As he was alone praying. Who was alone? Jesus was alone praying. His disciples joined him. Where did they join him? Where he was alone praying. And he asked them, Jesus asked them saying, who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered and said, John the Baptist, but some say Elijah and others say that one of the old prophets has arisen or has risen again. Are any of these right? Right? None of these are right. Jesus is saying none of these are right. Like he's saying that, he's like looking at, he's saying, okay, who do these people, like who does everybody in Jesus' church say that I am? Like who does Bailey say that I am when she's singing? Right? Who does Dylan say that I am when he's preaching? You understand that? One of the biggest things that happened to me in my Christian life, and I wish I would have known this, and I, I think it would, have saved, it, it would have saved me a bunch of problems, is when I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I got turned on to the Lord, one of the, I, I devoured like teachings. I devoured, I devoured books. I read all these different books. I listened to all these different teachings. I'd listen to teachings for hours and just sit there and notes and study and this and that but nobody taught me about the secret place. So I had a lot of understanding and not a lot of depth. I had a lot of understanding in all the things because once you understand, like once the Lord opens your eyes, how do I say this? Once the Lord opens your eyes and, and, and impacts your heart, like you're just like, I just want to be a part of everything. Like Lauren said, I want to be a part of everything. I'm in for everything. Well, what's your, and this is what's, this is what's very dangerous is what's, what happens to you is, is you're getting all this understanding because people are pouring out their hearts to you and you're taking somebody else's revelation and you're running with it without the depth that the Lord wants for you. Right? Hebrew says that he's like, he's like, you have need of milk and not solid food, right? Those, we have a lot of babies in here. How does milk happen for babies? Mom eats something, right? Nourishes in her body, and her body produces milk to give to the baby, to nourish the baby. You understand? That's what the Lord is showing you a picture of somebody else taking the, the time to digest something and get the understanding, and then I can take what I've got in understanding and teach it to Tyler, and it could take me 20 years to get this understanding. He can get it in a moment, right? But he won't grow up in maturity unless he takes that truth and let, let it sit and, and where he takes it now and he's going to get his own understanding and grow. Does that make sense? Because milk is good. It's not wrong. It's not wrong to, to receive from people. But if you're not taking that and now saying, okay, Lord, I want, the, I want more depth and I want to be able to get that milk or I want to be able to get meat for myself and then turn around and give that to other people that might need milk. Do you see that? And that was something that in my Christian life, I really struggled. Like I would listen to teachings all the time. So I had all this understanding and I could talk like, and I don't know why I'm a little bit more of like a, like I just have a weird, crazy mind. Like I can remember things very well. Like 
Tyler was joking about it. I'm like, I can remember like almost every message I've ever heard. And I can tell you what he, he's like, what did I preach when I was in Costa Rica? And I gave him the scripture and I gave him the topic. And he's like, dude, that was crazy. That was like four years ago. I'm like, but it's like, so like I was thinking that I understood everything because I could, I could, me being able to tell you back what I was taught, what I was, what I heard or what I learned is not me understanding it. Me walking in it is me understanding it. Me living it is me understanding it right? Because ultimately the truth that you really know is what you walk out, not what you can teach, not what you can preach about or write about or sing about, right? When you see my life, if I can, I, there's some people that can teach, they can teach the word like it's going out of style, but their life doesn't look like it. You understand? So I want us to be people that are like, okay, there is a place for, for growing. There's a place for hearing what, what everyone else is saying about the Lord. But when Bailey sings something about the Lord, I want to go, okay, Lord, this is something that I can experience when there's no one else around and I want to know that about you, right? When I'm singing that like, he's my, he's my covering in battle, right? When we're singing Lord of all and he's my covering in battle, I'm just like, yeah, I've been through a lot of battles and you are a super, super good covering. And it's not just something I'm singing about. It's something that I've walked through because I watched him take a lot of arrows for me right? You understand? And this is what Jesus is trying to say is like, and I want to portray it is like, I love that. I love that we're like, we're pursuing Jesus together and we're growing together, but I can't give you history with Jesus. I can't give you my history with the Lord. You understand? I can teach you everything that he's, that, that he's ever taught me. And I do like the Lord's like, Dylan, I want you to give him everything that I've ever taught you. But I can't, if you don't take that and say, okay, Lord, I want to take that truth. And I want to know righteousness. Like Dylan says that he preaches about, or I want to know righteousness. Like I hear you talking about in here. I want to know righteousness. Like I hear that, like I read this book and it's impacted me so much. I really want to understand it. I don't want it to just impact my heart in a surface level. I want to see the fruit in the long run right? And that stuff takes time. It doesn't take just like, it doesn't take just a mental ascent and an excitement when someone's preaching. There's, man. You ever, you ever hear Jesus say, um, this is really wobbly right here. You ever hear Jesus say that, um, the woman like comes up and she's just like, it's okay. I'm not going to lean on it. It's the table, right? Can somebody get up here and fix this table? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you ever hear Jesus the woman shouts out from the crowd when he's teaching. She's like, he's like, she's like, blessed are the, is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. You ever thought about how weird that is? <laughs> right? If somebody just shouted that out, I'd be like, somebody, can the ushers take this person out? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What she's saying is like, oh my God, you're amazing. That's what she's saying. Right? Jesus says, and your mom's amazing because she's the one that brought you into this world and praise God for her because she brought you into this world, right? That you can bless us. And Jesus says, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word and keep it. Blessed are those who actually hear what I'm saying and do what I'm saying. There's so many times that people are like, dude, that was the most amazing message I've ever heard. It's gonna change my life. I wanted, I'm like, Lord, I need to be better at just being like, look, what you, just, what you just received, if you don't take that and take it to him and sit down and let it become your reality, you'll never see the fruit from it. That's what I want to say to people. And I'm not against people saying that that was a great message. I'm just like, I've seen, like, people are super excited, and I've been super excited, but then I don't, I don't take the time to go, okay, Lord, this excitement, this amazing revelation that you showed me, I have to understand why it's so amazing. Because sometimes the Lord will give you something, and there's so much depth behind what he said. 
And he's just asking for you to come and step into what he's calling you to. He's, he just wants you to step into the depths of the knowledge of, of the understanding of this one little statement. You understand, like one statement from the Lord is absolutely like the ocean deep that you could never exhaust his one. I remember when I was going through a bunch of like warfare in my mind, the Lord spoke one statement to me. And it was like there was so many battles for months that would come along and that one word would fight my battle for me. And I was like, that is crazy, dude. You said one word. Like that one word, like one statement he wrote. I don't remember what it was. I can't even tell you. Like if I looked at my, my notes and uh, maybe the Lord doesn't want me to share it with you because I can't remember it for the life of me right now. But that one word, like it would be like a totally different battle, totally different thing that the enemy's coming against me and my identity. And it was that one word way back when it was just like, hey, remember when I said this? Still fighting my battle for me. It was like, it was at his, his wisdom is absolutely insane to me. It makes absolutely no sense. It's unbelievable, but it's totally believable. We should believe it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like there was like, I'm like, okay, I'm in a d totally different kind of like struggle and this lie that's coming. And the Lord's like, do you remember what I spoke to you? And it was like the different side of what he spoke to me. There were seven words. It was the last word. He's like, do you see that? And it was, it was fighting that battle six months down the road. I'm like, you're amazing. And I love you. And you're awesome. And you're the best I've ever seen. And I'm never going to ever get over this. That's because of the depth of the understanding that I'm getting, right? Like Jesus is saying right here, he's like, what is everybody else saying that I am? Because the disciples are with everybody all the time, with, with Jesus. And they're like, all these people are like, this is amazing. Elijah's risen from the dead. And they're like, you're way off. Like, but the disciples are saying, this is what everyone's saying. And then Jesus says right here, he's like, but who do you say that I am? Because it's more important who you say that Jesus is than what everyone else says that Jesus is. You understand? And if you get in a, if you get in a battle, because the, the enemy will come. You understand? As the kingdom of God is as a man sow seed, Jesus says. And once you sow seed, he's like the birds of the air come. For the word's sake. So he's saying when I sow things, there is opposition that will come. The other one says that it springs up and it rejoices and it's excited. But when the heat of the day comes, when persecutions arise, for the word's sake, they wither. That's what I'm trying to say. So many, so many times we're super excited about something, but we don't have any depth of what we're talking about or what we're excited about. So then when the heat comes, when the persecution arises, when the enemy comes and says, oh, it really looks like you're like pursuing and you really want to love your wife right now. Here's some heat. Let's see if you actually believe what you say you believe. That's what he's trying to do. You understand? I can't even tell you how serious I am. Right? And as a pastor, I just, I love you, so I will tell you. Like, when you have something excited about, like, your life, the enemy will be like, how do I crush that little thing right now? If we don't, right? He's trying to steal that word. That's why so many people are like, dude, every time that I try to pursue Jesus, it feels like all hell breaks loose. I'm like, welcome to the club. Get in line. We're in a war. You understand? And I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it's like, that's what I'm saying is, dude, that's the most amazing message I've ever heard. If you don't take that truth and you don't let him build that thing in you and let him build you on that foundation in truth and in righteousness, then what that storm that's coming, that's going to test that word, it will, it will cripple you, right? And that's what I'm saying. Is I, I've watched it happen so many times. I'm like, Lord, I need to be better and just loving people and being like, dude, like, I, I, like you are excited. And the Lord is doing that excitement. You understand? 
that's not just us being superficial. Like the Lord is, he's giving you something that is actually amazing and will set you free, but he wants you to plant it deep and guard. That word, like he who guards it and keeps it, that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, blessed is he who hears the word and keeps it is like to guard, protect with your life. So it's saying like this word, I understand all these things are going to come against it. I will not let it touch this truth. You understand? Like, oh, I believe that God can heal and I believe that God wants to heal. Yeah, everybody in my whole family is getting sick in this whole moment, right? There was a moment I literally, I was driving to get lunch with Steve and I was like, remember that Steve? No, (laughs) but I was driving to get lunch with Steve and it was like, when I was in Norway, my friend Andreas told me that. He goes, you were, I was talking to him, I'm like, man, I really feel like the Lord wants us to pursue like healing and miracles and all these, like pursue like the healing power of God. And I'm not kidding you, it was like, the worst, I was like sicker than I've ever been, ever been in like, with, I've always struggled with, with allergies and I think they're demonic and I hate them. But like, I've always struggled, but I'm talking like I could not breathe. Like I literally couldn't breathe. I thought I was gonna die because I couldn't breathe at night. And I'm like, this is the stupid. And then Taya's sick and Valor's sick. And I wasn't really realizing it. And I'm like, pray, 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 pray. Everybody's sick. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I'm just driving. This was like two months later. I'm driving to get lunch. And the Lord says, did the sickness do what it was sent to do? That's what he said. Did the sickness do what it was sent to do? And I knew what he meant was, did that sickness crush that little, that what you were pursuing? Because it was. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, like, somebody else is sick. I'm like, I know I'd love to pray for you, but I'm like, we're all sick. So just get in line. That's what I felt like. You know what I mean? But I didn't realize it, that I was like, that thing came just bam, 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 just really quickly. And it was just like, oh, you really want to pursue praying for people and really want to pursue healing? Well, we'll just see about that. And he's saying, did it come to do what it was sent, sent to do, was to crush that. So the enemy sees my excitement and he's just like, because I'm not like what guarding and keeping would look like is saying, I don't care if everybody in the whole place dies. I'm believing and I see that God is calling us to pray for the sick because that's what he says in his word, right? So I don't care if I die and everybody else dies, I'll go, yep. He says to pray for the sick and they will 100% recover. That's what the Bible says. That's what guarding it looks like. It's saying, I don't care if I'm walking through all this stuff. This is what the truth says and I will pursue it, right? Because this is what we, like, we do this in every area except for, okay, we do this in some areas, but we don't do it in every area, right? We're just like, train up a child in the way they can go, and they won't, when they're older, they won't depart from it. We're like, we really believe this, so we don't care what that looks like right now, we know that this person is going to come back to the Lord, and then we see him come back to the Lord, and we wonder why it happened, or how did it happen, and it was faith, us keeping faith. But then all these other areas in our life of like righteousness and all these other things, we, we just kind of like flounder in it because we, just, we don't see a, an immediate manifestation of it, right? Like you would, I would never give up on Jared if he just ran away from the Lord. I'd be like, no, I don't care if he's, I don't care where he's at, I will see him come to the Lord, right? Because he's my brother and I love him or my son or my kids, you know what I mean? I would never give up. But then like, hey, I really want to understand righteousness. Well, I must not, I can't really understand it to the depths that I should. And I can't really be free from sin. And I don't, because of all these other things that are coming against me. You see? Blessed is he who hears the word and keeps it. Because it's not just about hearing. Though hearing is super important. You understand the disciples, what they're doing here? They're hearing Jesus say the same words. And they're coming to Jesus by themselves and saying, Lord, what does this mean? The scripture I said, I don't have time to read it all. I'm sorry. 
Mark chapter 4, you can read it. But it says, the, the, the passage about the parable and the sower, he's sowing the king, he's saying that birds of the air, all that stuff I just said. It says that his disciples came to him and asked him and said, Lord, what about this parable? We don't understand. He goes, how do you not, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any parable. He says, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Right? You guys know what I'm talking about? He says, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. I'm like, Lord, that doesn't seem fair. Because it seems like you say that everybody can come to you, but you're saying to these ones right here, the mysteries of the kingdom is available. And the Lord showed me, he goes, this isn't just the 12, because it says, it says his 12 and his disciples gathered. I think it says, I don't know if that's the exact quote, but you can read it. I don't know exact wording. I think it says his, his disciples and the 12. That's what it says. His disciples and the 12 gathered. And they say, Lord, we don't understand. So that what it means is a disciple of Jesus is somebody that's like, okay, I might not have understood this, but Holy Spirit, what's going on? Because I need to understand this. And he's saying to you, to the ones that are seeking, it's given. To them, it's all given in parables because he's trying to get you to see that he's giving truth, but he's drawing people into relationship, right? He's looking, everybody gets the same opportunity, but he wants those people that get the same opportunity, he wants them to come away with him. So they say, Lord, we want to understand. And he's saying, to you, it's been given. It's not just like to you, it's select, like you guys get it, y'all are on your own, right? If Brandon came over and said, Lord, I want to know, he would have 100% told Brandon also, right? Because he says, if you ask, it will be given. If you seek, you will find. If it knocks, the door will be open to you. So the Lord's not contradicting himself. He's saying that some are seeking and some are not, Right? That's what I'm saying is the door for, for us to have an experience and relationship with Jesus is 100% flung open. It's just up to us to, open, to, to, to go knock and walk through and, and abide and encounter. And I want us to all see that. It's like me teaching my son, like he will 100% probably try to piggyback off of my revelation. You understand that? Like he would be like, dad, I need you to pray for me. I need, I'm like, son, you know Jesus. I remember there's this story <laughs> of this guy that he's a missionary in Mexico, but I think he was in Africa with his grandson. He's preaching, and he said, my grandson's down here, and I'm preaching. And, like, a, a bunch of people start, like, manifesting a demon, demons. And they start attacking his son, or his grandson, who's 19. Start attacking him, physically attacking him. And he's yelling out, like, help. He's like, Papa, help me. He's like, boy, I taught you to seek Jesus. Now just use him and left him. And his, so his, his, son, his grandson knows, because he knows he knows the Lord. He's like, you don't need me. So he's just zoned in, boom, 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 boom. All of them are done, healed, or delivered. And I'm just like, that right there is an awesome testimony. Because <laughs> it's just like, because what we do, we're raising people up, and we think that, like, they can, they, like my kids can only, like, if, they're, if their cap is me, then, then they can only go so far. You understand that? But, the, like, the, the like, the, the pursuit of Jesus that I'm doing, my kids are going to take that from here that I've built all this whole ceiling. They can take it my ceiling and they can run with it. You understand? But they have to run with it. Like there's going to come a place where Valerie, I'm like, dude, you're going to have to seek Jesus. Like you will have to know him and it will come very soon. And I'm like, you have to know him. It's not, it's not my, it's not, I can't pursue Jesus for you. That's what I'm saying is I can't give history to, I can't give my history to, with Jesus to you. I can only whet your appetite for it. Right, like I can't, I can't, I can't give you the times where I've been in deep despair and the Lord just speaks a word to me in clarity and shows me who I am. I can't give you the times where I don't understand a scripture and, I, and the Lord gives me an absolute understanding that sets me free. I can't give that to you. I can give you the truth, but I cannot give you the encounters. 
what I'm saying? I remember the one time I was in, I can tell you where I was. I'm in Bible college. I'm literally, it's, Christ, it's in Christmas because we have a Christmas tree and all the lights up and it's dark and I'm super struggling. And I'm like, Lord, I literally was walking around the, and I'm like praying in the spirit and I'm literally like so distraught. And I'm like, Father, speak for your servant is listening because that felt like the right thing to say. And I said, speak for your servant is listening. And the Lord cut me off and he says, Dylan, I'm not looking for servants. I'm looking for sons. That right there was all I needed to hear because I didn't need somebody to tell me what, what the right answer was. I just needed a dad for a second. I just needed him to father me. He said, Dylan, I'm not looking for servants. I'm looking for sons. And I'm like, I don't need anything else. And I just cried and walked around the living room and just cried and cried and cried. And I was like, because what I needed, I didn't need him to come and tell me the truth because I already knew what the truth was, right? I already knew the answer to the solution, I'm trying to get another answer. I just needed him to come and put his arms around me and be like, dude, you already know the answer and I know you know who you are, so don't believe it. But I can't give that to you. You understand that? But I can open the door and show you that it's available. But you have to go make your own history with him. You understand? In that moment, I'm never gonna let the enemy tell me that I'm a servant ever again. And I'll never let you tell me I'm a servant. I'll never sit across from Brandon and he'll say, I just really feel like a servant of the Lord. I'd be like, you're completely wrong, believe me, because of what I've walked through and because I, I know him. Because I don't just know the scriptures about how you're adopted into the sonship. I don't know the scriptures about how the Holy Spirit gives you, you know, cries out, Abba, Father, in your heart. I don't just know that. I know him. And I know that the scriptures pro pro propelled me into that encounter so that I can give it to Brandon. Now, Brandon still has to take that and he has to become a son in his heart. Does that make sense? And that's what Jesus is saying right here. He's like, so who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of God, or however he says it, the Christ of God. Because the revelation of who Jesus is will never come without you getting alone with him. Listen to me very carefully. The revelation of who Jesus is, truly who Jesus is, and who you are because of him, will never come in the crowds, will never come in the conferences, will never come in church, will never come in all these other places. It will only come when you are by yourself with him in the secret place. It will not come any other way. We are pursuing something that we will never find in the gathering. Because in the gathering is amazing, but you do not know what, it, what it's like when the Lord comes and reveals himself to you and shows you who you are. Your identity will never be established outside of the, of the alone time with him. And we're going to talk more and more about what that looks like. But I believe if the Lord, if you would just take the Lord for his word and just say, okay, Lord, Brandon says for the next two months, I don't care every day for 30 minutes, I'm going to be like, Lord, I want to know who you are. Show me in the scriptures. Do you believe that the Lord would not reveal himself to Brandon? No, it's preposterous. But then we lack the, we lack the drive because we don't think it's for us. That's what I'm saying by righteousness always opens the door. When we know, we know what we know because of righteousness, man, the door is flung wide open for us to just come and be with him. So now in any situation, if there's ever a problem in my life, I'm like, Holy Spirit, I need help. I need you to show me. Jesus, I need you to reveal it to me. I need truth. I need to know why. I need to know what's going on. I need to know what to say. There's so many times in my, you, if you guys sit down with me, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'll come up with a question that's totally out of the blue. And I'm just like, because I'm like, Lord, we don't say anything. Ask him this question. And it's from one question that the Lord unlocks people's hearts because, because I know him. I'm not just, I'm not just doing things. Be, I, I'm not doing things from what, I know, what I've known. 
You understand that? I'm not doing things from what I've learned. I'm doing things because I know him. And it's an ongoing well that I'm, I'm drawing from. But guys, I'm serious. Like what Jesus is saying, he's like, I don't really care what everybody else says, but who do you say that I am personally? Right? He's sitting with, the, with, with his boys. Jesus, the son of God, is spending time with the father, showing us what it looks like while he's by himself. And his boys come and he tells them, listen up, boys. Who do you say that I am? Because it's about who do you say that I am, not what everyone else says. A lot of people think that Jesus is a really good teacher and a prophet, and he's, he's awesome. But it's not really important. You're going to stand before the Lord one day, and it's going to be you and him, right? And it's not going to, here's what's crazy, and I'll finish with this, is it's not going to be what you say you believe. Your life will show what you believe, right? No, Lord, I believe all that doctrinally, but your life will be the fruit of what you believe. That's why it's important to know what you believe. And that's why it's important to let the Lord produce the fruit in your life. And I'm not saying it's striving and the Lord is harsh. He, he, he's saying, I'm like, okay, Lord, I really believe that, you know, I really believe that I'm, I'm, I'm pure in your sight. But when I, when I come to you, I still feel like there's something that's keeping me from you. So I'm, I'm not, I'm seeing something wrong, right? I can say all day long that I'm pure, I can say all day long that I have a place in, 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 in your presence. I can say all day long that you've forgiven me and forgotten of every sin I've ever committed. But when I shut the door, when I'm all by myself, there's still a hesitation in my heart. So what's going on? Because what I believe is actually what I walk out, not just what I say and preach and sing. Right? So when I'm like, okay, Lord, there's something going on. He's like, that lie right there that you keep hearing is, is telling you that you're not. And you're believing it. And I'm like, holy cow, I'm done with it. And once I see it, I'll never believe it because I know the truth because the truth makes you free. Do you see? And that's why it's important to know what you believe. And that's why it's important to pursue what you believe. And that's why it's important to be established in, in what you believe, not just what you hear. So now when you hear something and you're just like, man, that was super awesome. And you guys can tell me it was awesome. I don't care. Like, I'm not gonna rebuke you. You know what I'm saying? But I do want you to say, okay, but like, Luke says, hey, that's super awesome. Six months down the road, dude, what you said six months ago, I've been chewing on it for six months. It's super awesome. That would be awesome to hear. Because that tree is growing and it's gonna produce fruit. Because he's not gonna, because he's guarding it and he's keeping it and he's not gonna let it go. Because everything's gonna come against that truth that he believes and he says is good, right? You just believe that you're holy, forever holy, forever righteous, forever, forever free. <laughs> you better believe that you will be questioned. Mind, will, emotions. You better believe that, that the, the attack is coming. Because the enemy knows, he's just like, if you truly understand this truth or any truth in here, if you grab it you, and you run with it, man, you'll do a lot of damage to my kingdom. It's what we're called to. We're called to know God. But guys, Jesus is, you understand this whole little passage that we just read. Jesus is inviting us into the same understanding. He's inviting us into the same revelation. There's a song that I listen to, and it's like, it goes into like this whole, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. Like the music's really high, then it drops off. Like, and, she, and she just sings, she's like, and he calls to each one of us by our name to come away. And the people that understand and you think know the Lord more than you are the people that just said yes and come. And the people that really know the Lord are the people that have worn a path to him and they're like, hey, you see the path? Just follow it and you'll be the same. 
And they'll be raised, like Jordan said last week, they'll be raising up sons and daughters that look just like them and that are growing farther than them because they've pursued something when nobody else was around, when nobody else was watching. And because the Lord saw that and the Lord encountered them because he always does when you pursue him because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Once he, you, the reward is everyone's like, oh my gosh, look at the reward, but nobody sees the effort and the, and the pursuit. No one sees the determination and the keeping and the guarding of his truth. It's what we're called to. And I exhort you as a father to do so. I exhort you to do it. And try him. It's amazing. But really, guys, I can't, I can't give it to you. But I can only open the door for it. So would you stand? <clears throat> yeah, can somebody come? Who's a, Stace, can you come play? Steve, watch that baby. We'll have a prayer team up here. We're just going to pray for anyone that needs prayer. Um, <clears throat> Jer, you guys can come play too. We have some girls. Ty, come over here and pray with Jared. Jared, watch Tyler. But guys, I always ask, I'm like, Lord, how come, how come it feels like transformation is so hard and it takes so long? And he's like, Lord, or yeah, he said, Lord. Jared, the Lord said, Dylan, it doesn't have to take long. It just takes sincerity, right? It takes us sincerely saying yes and pursuing him. It takes us sincerely saying, whatever the cost, whatever it takes, I'm going after him. I don't care, right? I don't care. Like, I always tell people, I don't care if literally all my friends, everybody that's ever taught me anything about Jesus, ever, every minister I've ever looked up to, everybody that's ever taught me anything, I don't care if they all renounced Jesus and said he wasn't real, I have a really big problem because I know him. Understand, I have a really big problem because I actually know him and I've experienced him. So how are you, I don't care who you are, how are you gonna tell me that I don't know? You understand? Like, I don't care if all you guys left and I would still be pursuing Jesus. Right? I don't care if all my family walked away. I don't care if everybody says that he's not real and everybody renounced him. It doesn't matter any to me because I know him. And that's where I want all of us to be is the knowing that you know that you know that you know him. Because in any situation, you know that you know him. Right? In any situation, you are confident that you know him and you can represent him. So you get into any problem, any questions, any attack, any lies that come, you know him. So you always have the well that you can dwell or you can drink from. You can always have the well that you can draw out the truth from. Guys, that's what we're called to in Christianity. People don't get their heads chopped off for doctrine. They get their heads chopped off for a doctrine if they know the person that lives that doctrine. They know the person that wrote that doctrine, right? People don't give their lives to something that's just a good idea or a Sunday gathering. People don't give their lives to just a, a social club or a way that your mom and dad was raised, right? They give their life because they know a person. Paul says it so sweet in Timothy. He goes, I know whom I have believed and I'm, and I'm, or I'm confident that he is faithful to keep what I have entrusted to him until the day that, that I'm gonna stand before him. He's like, I'm not confident of the truth. I'm not confident of all these other things, though he was. He's saying, I'm, I'm confident of the person that I've entrusted my life to because I know him, man. It's what we're called to. So I want us to just respond in our hearts. And if you need prayer, I want you to come up. But as, we, as we're dismissed, people can come up for prayer. But I want us to respond in our hearts. Like all the Lord's looking for you, the Lord is just looking for yes in your life. He's looking for a big, big yes. And if you say even a little yes, 
He's looking for little yeses and he'll make them big yeses, right? He's looking for you to just crack the door. But I believe, man, I believe the Lord is putting passion and desire and hunger and thirst in our heart for him. Because I believe that as human beings, we were born and designed and created to long for him. We were born and designed and created to desire and thirst and not be satisfied for anything less than knowing Jesus. That was what we were created for. We were created and, and we are, everybody out there, everybody that you'll ever encounter is longing for Jesus. They just don't know it because they were created for it. So I'm just gonna take a moment and then you guys can dismiss as, you, as you're done praying and everything. I'm not gonna pray for you. This is between you and him and I want you to just, just make the decision in your heart. Maybe you're not ready and that's fine. If you don't wanna make the decision, the, the Lord wants, he wants your yes. And just be like, Lord, above all else, I'm gonna pursue you. And I know that when I do, I will, I will see you. So I, I just take a moment with the Lord and just talk to him about it. And then the, the, the alt, like these guys will be up here for prayer. And then you guys can be dismissed after you're done praying. And we'll have Stacey just play for a little bit. And we'll go out and have some, have some food and enjoy. I love you guys. But man, I really am trying to push you to him. So just take a moment and just talk to him. And then you guys are welcome to leave after you're done. Thank <clears throat> you.